We, we are in week three of a three-part series that we've titled Sticks and Stones. And in this series, we've been looking at the power of our words and how our words can make us or break us. I'm wrapping up today. There was a, a woman, and she went to the doctor because she was very sick. She had got bitten by an animal, and she was just so sick and went to the doctor, and the doctor ran some tests on her, and he says, I've got real bad news for you. You have rabies. It's in advanced stages. You're not going to survive this. And the lady obviously sad and tear in the eye, and she said, would you please hand me a pen and a piece of paper? And, and the lady got the pen and a piece of paper, and she started writing down names on the paper. And the doctor said, what are you doing? Are you making a will by writing down all the names of people you want to leave things to? She said, no, I'm making a list of people I want to bite. <laughs> One of the ways we demonstrate how sick we are is with our mouth. With our words, we can bite people. We, 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 we all have been hurt by someone that has bit us with their words. We, we have all bitten other people with our words. We've all said things about people that have hurt them. And what I want to do is I want to talk to you today about two ways that we bite people, two ways we bite people found in Proverbs chapter 20 and verse number 19. It says this, he who goes about as a slanderer reveals secrets. Therefore, do not associate with a gossip. You see, people do a whole lot of biting with slander and gossip. And today what I want to do is I want to help you, first of all, understand what gossip and slander actually is. And then I want to give you some strategies to overcome it. I want to help you not to live a life of biting other people. Let, let, let's first focus on gossip. Gossip. Uh, let me share with you the recognition of gossip. The recognition of gossip. You understand this. If you're going to stop it, you first got to recognize it. If you're going to stop it, you got to first recognize it. There were four preachers, and they went together away on a retreat together. And as they were at the retreat in the cabin, they began to talk and open up to one another and just kind of sharing their lives with one another. And one of the preachers says, you know what? Let's just have a confession time with one another. Let's just open up. It's just us four here. No one will know. Just, let's just open up and share our struggles. And so the first preacher said, okay, let, let me share my struggle. I, I have a gambling problem, and I, I really need you all to pray for me. And, and the second preacher says, I have an anger problem. I'm always yelling and screaming at people, and I need you all to pray for me. And they said, well, we'll pray for you. And the third preacher says, I have a pornography problem. I need you to pray for me. I've got an addiction in my life. Please pray for me. And, and the fourth preacher didn't say anything at all. He was just quiet. And they said, come on, man, you got to share with us your, your struggle. What are you dealing with? He says, are you sure you want, you want me to share my, my, my struggle with you all? And they said, yeah, we shared ours. You have to share yours. He said, well, I'm a gossiper, and I can't wait to get out of here. <laughs> Number one, gossip is when you share information someone asked you not to share. 
If you repeat information that others have asked you to keep secret, or if you share information you know that should not be shared, you are gossiping. Proverbs chapter 20 and verse 19 says, a gossip goes around telling secrets, so don't hang out with chatterers. You see, gossipers are always telling other people's business. That they love to speak about the faults and the failings of other people. That they love to reveal potentially embarrassing or shameful details about other people's lives. And, and they, they, you know what they do? They share their people's personal and private lives without their knowledge or approval. And you know what else I've noticed about gossipers? Gossipers will share information even if they don't know if it's true. You know what I heard? You know what I read? You, you, you know what I saw? They don't know if it's accurate. They don't know if it's true. But they're telling it like it is. Or, or they'll say something like, I, I, I'm not sure if this is true. But let me tell you what I heard. And then they proceed to tell and to sow negative information about someone else. Proverbs chapter 26 and verse 22 says, The words of a whisperer, a gossiper, are like dainty morsels, and they go down into the innermost parts of the body, of a whisperer, whisperer. Guess what I heard? Come here. Come here. I have to tell you what I heard. Oh, my gosh. Whisper, whisper, whisper. It's, it's gossip. It's gossip. And now, if, if you're not a Christ follower, I'm so glad that you're here. I'm glad that you're checking out the claims of Christ. You're so welcome here. But I want to just say this to the church for, for people who call themselves Christians. Listen to me. Don't try to make gossip spiritual by turning it into a prayer request. <laughs> Maybe some ladies get together. You know, the ladies get together and they say, I have a prayer request. I heard that Sister Sugar Pie's marriage is falling apart. And you know, she's kind of hard to get along with. Y'all know that. And so she's kind of hard to get along. I'm not even surprised. And I hear she's real bossy and her husband's lazy. And they sure need our prayers. Let's pray for their mess. You hadn't prayed for them one time. Now it's a prayer request. The men are hanging out together. Fellas, fellas, I... I, I, we got to pray for Brother Bojangles. He, he came to me and he told me that, you know, not to share this with anybody, but he told me that he fell into sin. And, and, and guys, I only, all, the only reason I'm telling you, because I know you'll pray. No, that's not a prayer request. That's gossip. Don't try to turn gossip into something that's spiritual. Gossip is the devil's radio. Don't be his DJ. Number two is this. I want to give you, help you understand the recognition of slander. I've looked, we've just looked at the recognition of gossip. Let's look at the recognition of slander. If we're going to stop it, we've got to first recognize it. Slander is when you speak something false about someone to hurt them. Now, now slander 
is gossip's twin. They are linked together. To slander is to speak evil of another in order to defame them, to defame their person, to defame their reputation. Now, now gossip is spreading information about someone that you know you should not be spreading or sharing, but slander is actually sharing information with the intent of damaging someone's name, of damaging their reputation, of damaging their character. Proverbs chapter 10 and verse 18 says, whoever conceals hatred with lying lips and spreads slander is a fool. And the word fool describes someone who is knowingly doing wrong, knowingly spreading lies, knowingly hurting someone and doesn't care. They just speak to hurt others. They are a fool. Slander, let me give you some more insight about slander. I want you to understand biblical slander. Slander is when you speak something true about someone to hurt or damage them. You speak something true about someone to hurt or damage them. How many know that everything that's true doesn't need to be shared? But, but slanderers love sharing something they know about someone else and they love to use it against them. And what they're saying is true. What they're saying is accurate, but the motivation of their heart is not to help, it's to hurt. They're trying to damage another person. Let me give you an, a biblical example of this. In Psalm chapter 35 and verse 15, but when I stumble, they gathered in glee. Assailants gathered against me without my knowledge. They slandered me without ceasing. The, the psalmist said, I stumbled, it's true. I stumbled, I, I failed, and then people gathered around and they were happy that I stumbled. And, and then they began to slander me, that they took my stumble and they used it against me. They tried to hurt me. Let me say this to you, church. If you're looking for someone to put on blast, you have a slandering problem. If you're waiting and just looking and just seeking for someone to mess up so you can let the whole world know, you have a slandering problem. You see, slanderers are insecure people who seek to raise their own status by demeaning somebody else. Slanderers, they're constantly trying to push other people down so they can raise themselves up. To feel better about themselves, they're always trying to make others look bad so that they can look good. Slanderers. What I want to do for the next few moments is just give you the problem with gossip and slander. You say, Pastor, what, what's so bad about it? Why shouldn't we gossip? What, why shouldn't we slander? Let's look at the problem with gossip and slander. And, and, and the first thing I want you to understand, because the Bible actually has a lot to say about this topic. And the first thought is this. They separate close friends. They separate close friends. Proverbs 16, verse 28 says, A perverse man stirs up conflict, and a gossip separates close friends. The New American Standard Version of the Bible says this verse like this. It says, a slanderer separates intimate friends. Gossip and slander can deliver such a strong bite. It can deliver such a strong bite that it will separate the closest of friends. It, will, it can rip relationships apart. It can destroy a trusted working relationship. It can devastate a family. Gossip and slander, they separate. They damage relationships. 
Number two is this, the, the problem with gossip and slander. Number two, they contaminate your life. Uh, I love this verse out of, the, out of the Message Bible. In Proverbs chapter 18 and verse 8, it says, listening to gossip is like eating cheap candy. Do you really want junk like that in your belly? In other words, gossip sounds good. It can even feel good to slander people, but it's like eating cheap candy. My wife and I, from time to time, go to the movie theater. And every time we go to the movie theater, I, I, I just get Skittles. I love Skittles. It's my, it's my favorite candy. And at the movie theater, they don't have those small bags of Skittles. They got the big bags. I mean, it's, it's a big old bag of Skittles. And, and I go there, and every time I tell myself, Herbert, don't eat the whole bag of Skittles. But I start watching the movie, and I can't just have one or two or ten. They're so good. And so I just eat them, and I eat the, I, I eat the entire movie just popping Skittles in my mouth. And I'm hoping for red ones. How many know the red ones are the best? Come on, somebody. Them red Skittles will bless you. And I'm, I'm looking for the red Skittles, and I'm eating, and I'm eating, and they taste so good. I'm watching the movie. And I get home, and I'm a little sluggish. And the next morning, I wake up, and I, oh, Herbert, why'd you do this to yourself again? You know how you're going to feel. You've done this before, and I don't feel good on the inside. My stomach hurts. I just, I'm sluggish half the day because, listen, those Skittles taste good, but it did something bad on the inside, and that's what gossip does. That's what slander does. It can feel good coming out of your mouth. It may feel good to talk about somebody else, but you're contaminating your own life. You're getting cheap candy in your belly that's going to contaminate you on the inside. Number three is this. Number three is this. The, the problem, the problem, the problem. They cause church problems. They cause church problems. Paul writes to the church at Corinth, and he says this to this local church in Corinth, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 20. For I'm afraid that when I come, I may not find you as I want you to be, and you may not find me as you want me to be. I fear that there may be discord, jealousy, fits of rage, Selfish ambition, notice what makes the list, slander, gossip, arrogance, and discord. Paul says slander and gossip has infiltrated the church. You're having issues, you're having problems because, listen, gossip and slander will cause problems in a church, it will cause problems at your workplace, it will cause problems at a family, it will cause problems at a school, it will cause problems. There was a lady, her name was Irene. She lived in a small community. And Irene went to a church, and she was the church gossip. And she just always talked about people. She talked about people in the community. She talked about people in the church. She just always talking bad about people and sharing other people's business. And the church folk were scared of her because nobody wanted to confront Irene because they were afraid she was going to talk about them some more. So nobody said anything to Irene. And, and then one day, a new member showed up. His name was George. And George was a new member to the church. And, and one day, Irene was out driving her car one evening, and she saw a blue pickup truck parked at the bar, and she just knew it was George's truck. She go, oh, look at George's truck. He's an alcoholic. I knew he was an alcoholic. And she went to church. She started telling everybody at church, I saw 
saw George's pickup truck out in front of the bar. Matter of fact, I drove by several times. It was there a long time. George is an alcoholic. People in the church are like, oh, really? George is an alcoholic? George comes walking down the hallway, and George overhears Irene talking about him, telling some other people, George, a new member, he's an alcoholic. I saw his blue truck parked outside the bar, and George just looked at Irene. He didn't say a word. He just went home after church, and he went to the house, and later that evening, right at dark, George got in his pickup truck. He drove to Irene's house. He parked his pickup truck. He walked home and left it there all night long. You got to be more careful, Irene. A lot of problems in the world would disappear if we would talk to each other instead of about each other. This is actually biblical. Matthew chapter 18 and verse 15 says, if another believer, we're talking about believers. We're talking about the standards for Christians. We understand that the world may operate by different standards, but there are biblical standards. There are our Christ follower standards, Christian standards. If any, another believer sins against you, go privately and point out the offense. If the other person listens and confesses it, you have won that person back. And what the Bible is teaching us is a relationship principle. The Bible says if a Christian has an issue, issue with another Christian, they should go to them privately and talk things out. In other words, don't go talk about people. Go talk to people. Friends, can I tell you, there are a lot of church problems, a lot of work problems, a lot of school problems, a lot of family problems would dissipate if people would go talk to each other instead of about each other. Number four is this. Number four is this. Here's, here's the fourth problem is they hurt other people. They hurt other people. Leviticus chapter 19 verse 16 says, do not go spreading slander among your people. Do not do anything that endangers your neighbor's life. I am the Lord. You endanger people. You hurt other people when you gossip and when you slander. There, there was a little boy who had a gossiping and slandering problem. He's a young boy, and he was always talking bad about other people. And his father knew he had a problem. And one day he was talking to his son, and the father said, son, I've got a bag of nails. Every time you talk bad about somebody else, I want you to go out there to that fence, and I want you to hammer a nail in the fence. And the very first day the boy got the bag of nails, he, he hammered 37 nails in that fence because he was always talking bad about people. And the next day it was a little less, and the next day a little less, and the next day a little less. And, and the boy had hammered 62 nails in the fence. And he went and told his dad, dad, it's been a day or two. I have not gossiped. I have not slandered. I have not talked bad about anybody. And the dad said, well, that's good, son. Here's what I want you to do. Every day, you don't talk bad about somebody. I want you to go outside and pull a nail out the fence. And the little boy went every day, and he pulled a nail out. He didn't gossip or slander. The next day, he pulled a nail out until 62 days had went by. He had pulled all the nails out the fence. He said, dad, I got all the nails out. The dad said, I'm so proud of you. He grabbed his son by the hand, and he walked his son to the fence. He said, son, I want you to look at the fence. He said, this fence will never be the same. You see, every time, son, you gossip and slander about somebody, 
you scar them just like the holes in this fence. And no matter how many times you say, I'm sorry, the damage is already done. When your feet slip, you can always regain your balance. When your tongue slips, you cannot recover your words. They hurt other people. They, they damage other people. Loose lips. Oh, you've heard that as well, huh? Ah, you heard that. Loose lips sink ships. They hurt other people. Number five is this. The, the, the fifth problem is they reveal you are not a trustworthy person. They reveal you're not a trustworthy person. Proverbs chapter 11 and verse 13 says, a gossip betrays confidence, but a trustworthy person keeps a secret. Hear this, church. What Bobo says of Cindy says more about Bobo than of Cindy. It says Bobo is lacking in character. He isn't trustworthy. He's a, he's a gossiper and a slanderer, and he is not a trustworthy person because people who gossip, people who slander, they have a character problem. They lack character. Number six is this. Let me give you one more problem. There are a lot in the Bible, but I've condensed it down to six major problems that we have when we gossip and slander. Number six is this. They will keep you from God's presence. This one really jumped out at me. It was really intriguing to me as I was studying for this message I was really intrigued to notice how much our mouth is connected to experiencing God's presence in our life. Matter of fact, in the, the verses I'm going to share with you out of Psalm chapter 15, I was surprised at how much the mouth is mentioned. Hear this. Who may worship in your sanctuary, Lord? Verse 1. Who may enter your presence on your holy hill? Who can be in your presence, Lord? Who can have your presence on their life? Verse 2. Those who lead blameless lives and do what is right, speaking the truth from sincere hearts. Those who refuse to gossip or harm their neighbors or speak evil of their friends. Friends, hear me today. Your tongue can keep you from the presence of God. Friends, your tongue can keep the favor of God off your life. And what some of you, you know you desperately need is God's presence. You're longing to have more of God's presence in your life, more of God's presence in your workplace, more of God's presence in your school, more of God's presence in your family. You, you, you're desiring, God, God, I need your favor on me. I need your favor. And some of you are jeopardizing the favor of God. You're jeopardizing the, the, the presence of God on your life because of your mouth. It can keep you from experiencing the deep presence of God and the hand of God on your life. You say, Pastor, what do I do? I've been gossiping. I've been slandering. What, what do I do? How do I stop? What is the cure for gossip and slander? I want to share that with you right now. The cure for gossip and slander. It's always my goal when I speak, teach, and preach. I don't want to preach to your Sundays. I'm trying to preach to your Mondays. I'm trying to help you live this out. I want to help you live it out. I don't want you just to come in church on Sunday and feel good. I want you to live this out on Monday. I want you to live it out on Tuesday. I'm trying to preach to your Mondays. So let me help you with some application on the cure for gossip and slander. Number one is this. Number one is this. Stay out of other people's business. 
You say, Pastor, you always mix words. Could you be more clear? Stay out of other people's business. Here's what the Bible says. 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 13. Besides that, the context here is widows, but it applies to all of us. Besides that, they learn to be idlers, going about from house to house, and not only idlers, but also gossips and busybodies, saying what they should not. Paul says, don't be a busybody. He's saying, don't be busy trying to stay in other people's business. He's telling you and I, get a life and stay out of other people's life. Get a life. Don't be a busybody. Instead, be busy with your own life. Be busy with your own goals. Be busy with your own children. Be busy with your own family. Be busy with your own career. Be busy with your own education. You, listen, if you will get busy with your life and turn yourself to living out your life, you don't have time to meddle in other people's life. You got to get alive. Look at your neighbor and say, get alive. Yeah, you got to get alive. Get out of other people's life and get your own life. Number two is this, is I'm talking about stay out of other people's business. First of all, you got to get, get busy with your own life. And, and the second thought is this, be busy pleasing the Lord. Busy body gossipers are not focused on pleasing the Lord. If you're going to overcome gossip, if you're going to overcome slander, you have to get busy living out God's purpose for your own life, living out God, God's plan for your own life. God has a purpose and a plan for your life. Here our vision at People's Church is this. To help people know God, grow in God, discover their purpose, and make a difference. You're new here. You say, Pastor, what's the vision? Help people know God, grow in God, discover their purpose, and make a difference. And listen, we want to help you discover your God-given purpose. God has a purpose for your life, and your purpose from God is much bigger and much better than gossiping about people, than meddling in other people's business, than slandering people. It's much bigger than that. And at People's Church, we have a class that's starting next week. It's a four-week class called Growth Track. We want to help you discover your God-given purpose. In your bulletin, it gives you the times of the class would you get there next Sunday so we can help you discover your God-given purpose? Come hungry. We'll have Rudy's breakfast burritos, and we're going to help you know God's purpose so that you can live your life fulfilling God's purpose and plan for your life. I believe it with all of my heart. If you get busy doing God's business, you won't have time to get in other people's business. Get busy with God's business. Number two is this. Number two is this. We're, we're talking about the cure for gossip and slander. Number two is this. Don't associate with gossipers and slanderers. Don't associate with them. And I know what some of you are thinking as you've been hearing this message today. You're thinking to yourself, oh, pastor, I don't gossip. I, I don't slander. This message is not for me. I don't gossip and slander. I just listen to it. And if you're one of those people who always says, They've been telling me I, I can't say anything, but I've been hearing. I can't say who told me, but they've been saying stuff. Church, if you hang out with gossipers and slanderers, you're a part of the problem. 1 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 11 says this, but now I am writing to you that you must not associate. It's really strong language. 
really strong language. You must not associate with anyone who claims to be a brother or sister. That, that's saying people that claim to be a Christian. They claim to love God. They, they claim to, to follow Jesus. But they're sexually immoral or greedy, an idolater. Notice what makes the list. Or slanderer, a drunkard, or swindler. They claim to be a Christian, but this is the kind of lifestyle they live. He says, do not even eat with such people. Proverbs chapter 20 and verse 19 says, a gossip goes around telling secrets. So don't hang around with chatterers. He says, don't hang out with people who gossip and slander. You say, Pastor, why? Why is it such a big deal? First of all, it's because God said it is. Don't, don't do it because God said don't do it. But let me give you some real practical reasons. Real practical reasons uh, God said not to do it is, is plenty enough. But understand something. If you hang out with people who gossip, if you hang out with people who slander, you're going to eventually become just like them. You become like the people you hang around. That's why the Bible says bad company corrupts good character. They will influence you. You will become just like them. Now, let me give you a second reason why you don't associate with gossipers and slanders. Remember this, remember this, remember this. Whoever gossips to you will gossip about you. Let me, let me, let me, let me tell you, let me tell you what I heard about Bojangles. Let me tell you. You getting ready to be Bojangles in the next conversation with somebody else? If they will gossip to you, they will gossip about you. The Bible says don't associate with Christ followers, people who call themselves Christians, and they gossip and slander. Number three is this. We're looking at the cure, the cure, the cure. Number three is be a part of the solution, not the problem. Be a part of the solution, not the problem. Let me help you with this. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29. It says, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths. I want to focus right here, right here. But only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. So here, here, here's, how you, here's how you become a part of the problem, not the solution. Or excuse me, part of the solution, not the problem. When you're getting ready to talk about somebody else to somebody, or somebody's talking about somebody else to you, here's the two questions you ask yourself. I mean, just think of it in your mind. When they start talking to you about somebody, or you're getting ready to talk about somebody else, ask yourself this question, is it helpful? Is this helpful? Is this helping somebody? Number two, the second question is this. Is this building others up? Is this building others up according to their needs? If it's not, if it's not, write this down. If it's not, stop the gossip train. Just stop it. Stop the gossip train right there. Gossip dies when it hits a wise person's ear. Let it die with you, if you did not hear it with your own ears, if you did not see it with your own eyes, don't invent it with your own mind and share it with your own mouth. Let it die with you. Be a part of the solution, not the problem. It's going to die with me. We're not trying to help nobody with this. Let it die. Number two is this. It's not, in your, it's not going to pop up on the screen, but, but write it down. Number two is this. Here, here's how you be a part of the solution, not the problem. Direct people to the person who can fix the problem. Direct people to the person who can fix the problem. Let me help you live this out on Mondays. Someone comes to you at work and they say, Jimbo is a jerk. Nobody can get along with Jimbo and I wish he would just do his job. There's your moment. You have a moment right there. That's your moment. Am I going to be a part of the solution or the problem? Because you could say, mm-hmm, I heard that about Jimbo. I bet you he is a jerk. 
Joker don't do nothing. I know he don't do nothing. And then y'all just start, Jimbo, 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 Jimbo. Or you could be a part of the solution. Have you ever went and talked to Jimbo? I heard he could be challenging, but have you went and talked to him? Have you had a conversation with him? Have you tried to, you know, work on the situation? Because most people that come to you hadn't even went to the other person yet. And if they come to you and are not willing to come to go to the other person, they're not trying to resolve the problem. They're just trying to perpetuate the problem. So you hey, hey, hey let's, have you talked to Jimbo? Man, we ought to talk to him. We ought to see if we can just sit down and see what he's going through. Maybe he's going through something. Maybe somebody comes to you at work and they say, the boss is an idiot. She just is an idiot. She can't make no good decisions. I don't agree with anything she does. And there's your moment. You have a moment right there. Are you going to be a part of the problem or the solution? Because you could say, yeah, mm-hmm, she is an idiot. I've been watching. I don't agree with anything she does either. She is just an idiot. And you're part of the problem. Or you could be a part of the solution. You know what? Sometimes she can be really difficult. Have you ever had a conversation with her about how we can make our work environment better? How we can make our working relationship better? Because right there, you're saying, you know what? I'm not going to be a part of just perpetuating the problem. I'm looking for, to be a part of the solution. I'm looking to be a part of, of resolving things. And so, listen, if you're coming to me to talk about somebody else, I can't fix that problem. Have you went to them? Have you had a conversation? Have you sat down? Have you tried to talk it out? I want to be a part of the solution, not the problem. Somebody comes to you and says, did you hear that May and her husband, they're really struggling again? Marriage problems, I tell you. And you, there's your moment. What are you going to do? Be a part of the solution of the problem. The problem says, Wait, really? What you hear? What, what, what they've been doing? They hit each other? What you, who, who told you? That's not, that's not, that is not a part of being a part of the solution. That, that kind of conversation isn't helping anybody out. So, so, so I want to be a part of the solution. Have you went and talked to me? I wonder what they're going through. Have you, have you suggested maybe they go to a counselor? You prayed for them? What's going on in their life? Because right now I'm not trying to perpetuate the problem. I'm trying to be a part of the solution. And I, why would I go to somebody else who can't even fix my problem? Because I'm trying to gossip and slander. And people's church, we have the Holy Spirit inside of us. Let's do not perpetuate the problem. God has sent us with his spirit to be a part of the solution. You decide, I'm going to be a part of the solution, not the problem.